Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. IBM put out a very interesting statement. They stated that well, it was it was kind of like this twofold thing. But according to ZDNet, a study over at IBM states that 40% of workers are going to have to reskill in the next 3 years because of AI. Tony Katz 93 WIBC good morning now. This to me tied into a, a an article from the Wall Street Journal Saturday, which I am going to dig into on Tony Katz today. It's a, it's a long read. It is absolutely sensational. China's 40-year boom is over. What comes next? And, and the, the story, while the story is about China, and it's really, it's really elucidating, although I, I, I had checked with a couple of people about whether or not they got some, some figures correct. I have no reason to think that they didn't. Just one of them seemed so out of out of hand uh, in terms of where their debt load is to their GDP. I was like, that's, that's super weird. But what it tells is the story of people who don't know anything about history and about how China's massive boom, and this is going to be China's century, was based on a, a building out of their own nation which is to say that China, through their other manufacturing means, which they were given by the rest of the world foolhardy, in, a, in a very foolhardy way, um, they invested, put money after money, after billions after billions into their own infrastructure and wanted infrastructure projects to v- create vitality in the nation. But that's not how it worked. That's where you get to the conversation of ghost cities. Right, they build millions of uh, of apartments and nobody lives there. I believe it's 1.3 million apartments that are totally empty right now in China. But they don't talk about publicly. They don't talk about airports. There is a a province in China where the average per capita salary is seventy three hundred dollars yearly annual salary seventy three hundred dollars. They have 11 airports. Why would you need 11 airports? Who's flying when they only have $7,300? And it's this great example of, well, no one's flying. That wasn't the point. The point wasn't air travel. The point wasn't uh, creating a a, uh, better experience for the resident to be able to get to point A, point B, or point C. It was, we needed to build airports to give people jobs. And how that lesson should be, you cannot engage government spending, spending your way into prosperity. It doesn't matter how you spend it, whether it be a social program or or whether it be on, on building an airport, which is, again, a social program. 
But listen to how many people on the political left talk about infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. They're not learning or they're learning the wrong lesson. It didn't work. That whether you call it a Keynesian model or, or, or however you want to describe it, it doesn't work. And you can go back to Japan in the 90s and deal with their stagflation and, and how we forget that after the boom of, of Japan and everything was about Japan and, oh my gosh, they're out producing this, that, and the other, everything came to, for almost 30 years, a screeching freaking halt. Economically, just bad stuff. And you go back through the data and you realize they overbuilt. Only now is it coming back because they've done what? Brought back manufacturing from where? China. They can talk about, and this is where I connected to this interesting story, this IBM study. I don't argue that AI is going to change many, many things. In the end, a country that does not produce the widget cannot survive. At least not a country that wants to be a first world country and then wants to be able to to do things like engage in their own, um, not only their own self-worth, but their own determination. So if you take a look at household spending as a percentage of, of, of GDP, in the United States is through the roof. In Europe, it's only meh. And in China, it's non-existent. Well, it's not surprising that a socialist nation or a communist nation would have less household spending because these are nations that more want to direct how your spending goes. But in a nation where you direct your spending, people like to spend on themselves and how it helps an economy. It's kind of fascinating how the numbers play. It's a lesson. That isn't the lesson the left gets. The lesson the left gets is a very myopic one that moves about their ideology, which wants to better direct. They believe government can direct where the spending is, and we have now proven in multiple ways how that doesn't work. We need the manufacturing of all kinds, which makes this study by IBM they pulled data from two other studies, one survey of 3,000 C-level executives across 28 countries, and another study which looked into 21,000 workers in 22 nations. AI is going to change the workforce. It's going to change business. 40% of the workforce is going to have to reskill in the next three years. That's 1.4 billion people, that according to World Bank statistics. But 87% of those executives expect generative AI to augment roles rather than replace them, which is a very, very interesting bit of data. We look at AI as, as a conversation of replacement. And certainly we have seen in areas where the tech has replaced people. When you can walk into, a, say, McDonald's and you don't have to talk to a person, you just go to a kiosk. Jobs were replaced. So we all understand each other. Jobs were replaced. And I have issue with it because it's this push to the cashless society. And I am vehemently opposed to it. And I don't believe that a business has the right not to take cash. I know, I know, I know. It's your business. You run it the way you see fit. But the cash is good for all debts, public and private. 
Now, maybe the answer is, as is my answer to all things, the business could choose to do what they want. I could choose not to, to, to shop there. The state cannot mandate that. The city cannot mandate that. The federal government cannot mandate that. And anybody who favors a federal digital currency is just out of their minds. Anybody who favors a federal digital currency, the U.S. having a digital currency, not cash, that's somebody who desperately wants to live their lives in handcuffs. And I'm not talking about, you know, in the fun bedroom, my safe word is guacamole way. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you want to live the life of a slave. These people who put, oh, what's the big deal? I don't carry cash anyway. That's a problem. I, I argue, actually, that's a problem with manhood and, and what we're teaching men. Oh, yes, I do. I'm more than happy to get into it with you. But you you uh, are like, eh, what does it matter? I'm not buying anything weird. Um, people who have given up on, on uh, the very concepts of, of privacy... And you see this in the millennial set, and sometimes in the Z, in the Generation Z set, a lot. Man, what a, what a failure of a job we've done raising kids. And I, and the ones who are like brash about, oh, it doesn't matter if you're not doing anything wrong, it's no big deal. You should know how ignorant you sound. You sound like a child. You sound like somebody who shouldn't have the right to vote, really and truly. But that they don't see AI as a replacement, but rather as an augmentation. That is interesting stuff. Because that's, I think for some people, is going to be very booing. But there's no doubt we need more manufacturing of all kinds in the U.S. We need to bring it back here. Not only will it further us, but it'll help destroy China even faster. And destroying the Communist Party is a damn good idea.